0: This episode is brought to you by our Church Media HQ memberships. As a Church Media HQ member, you get access to on-demand design services, complimentary website setup and hosting, priority coaching, early access to episodes, and much more. And you can start for free with a 30-day free trial of Church Media HQ, no credit card required. During this trial, we can help you get a website set up. We can provide a design for you. We just want you to try Church Media HQ for yourself to see if we're a good fit for your church. I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to try it for yourself at no risk to you. So get started at churchmediahq.com slash start, or you can sign up for your free 30-day trial of a Church Media HQ membership at no no cost to you and no credit card required. Get started for free at churchmediahq.com slash start. That's churchmediahq.com slash start. Well, This is a little bit of a different episode today in that it's a replay of one of our past episodes. We're taking a little bit of a hiatus this month in order to prepare new content for next month and beyond. And so we're bringing you replays of some of our favorite episodes. And so let's get right to this replay of an episode from Church Media HQ. Happy New Year from Church Media HQ. I am your host, Luke Clayton, and I'm glad you've joined us for a new year of content. And we are kicking off the year with an exciting interview and conversation with Josh Tice of Southern Hills Church in Las Vegas. Now, Full disclosure, this conversation happened a long time ago. We recorded it in fall of 2019, and we had plans of releasing it around spring of 2020, and then a lot happened in spring of 2020, if you'll remember, and it really changed the landscape of church as we know it, and so we felt that it was good to pivot and cover some different content. Well, after all this time, we're actually gone back, and I've listened to our conversation with John. Josh, and he actually says some stuff that's very relevant even to the post-COVID church, and I I think it's really going to help church leaders out there, and I'm excited to share it with you. So just keep that in mind that as you're listening to this, that this is a a little bit of an older conversation, so maybe some of the current events that we uh, allude to, they might feel a little bit dated, uh, but just keep that in mind. So let's get right to our conversation with Josh Tice. Just to give a little bit of background on history, though, um, uh, I don't want to give away too much of your story, but you know, you grew up there in Vegas, you're, you're a son of a pastor, and then you started your own church, and so I don't know where you want to pick up your history, but just kind of tell us a little about background about you and your church.
1: Yeah, thanks, Luke. Yeah, we started the church um, 15 years ago now. Man, can't believe it's that long. Uh, Heather and I came out and worked with my father, who's a pastor in Las Vegas, my mentor, my hero. Um, and uh, we still are able to get together all the time and talk about ministry and life and our walks with God. Um, Fifteen years ago, we started after working two years at Liberty Baptist Church and then started Southern Hills Baptist Church, and it's just grown ever since. God's given us a great team. The primary, um, what Heather and I are constantly saying is the primary benefit uh, or, or reason our church has grown the way it has is God has sent the right people at the right time, and I don't just mean incredible congregants and lay leaders. I'm talking about great staff like Fred Murray and Jason Combs and Chris Owens, Blake Hunt, and you know, your friend, Caleb Sargent, is on our team, and we love him yep. so much, and then we have great team members that have uh, moved on to other incredible ministries, like Stephen Miller, and Zeb Greenfield, and, and uh, Cody Cool, and we just love them as they move on. Akeem Smith is up there with uh, Jamie, his wife, up there planting a church in Oakland, and so God's just blessed us, I think, beyond measure when it comes to the people we've had a chance to work, but the church has grown over and over and we have multiple services a new building, and God continues to
0: bless it. Uh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we uh, we follow you. Uh, you know, I follow you on social media and keep keep uh, up to date with what you're doing. Yes, you mentioned I know Caleb, um, and so uh, a little bit of just uh, talking to Caleb uh, in the past, I kind of know. Yeah, there definitely something is happening there. God God is blessing there. And you guys, in the past, uh, what uh, two or three years you've opened a building, or has it been longer than that? I am I losing track of the time there, but.
1: That's yeah, about right. I think it's about two and a half years we've had this building opened, um, and uh, we were in a storefront for the first decade or so of the church, and God allowed us to open this facility, and it's been an incredible blessing. Um, and so we filled it up and filled it up again, and, and now we're running three services on Sunday morning. They're not full. Um, the third service can be rather light. Uh, in the first service uh, it 's about sixty to seventy percent so we 're working toward it. the mm-hmm. middle service is overcrowded we 're trying to spread all that around but no it 's been great um, this The next big plans for us are we have a uh, in april we 're going to have our very first multi site launch uh, so we 're going to oh, have wow. a second location for our church in uh April uh, in uh, Easter of two thousand and twenty um, we 're bringing on we 're starting a um, Uh, a Korean ministry that's going to be at 2 o'clock on Sundays, so there's a fourth service. And then we're really contemplating in 2021 starting a Saturday night service. So these are kind of some of the next steps that we have.
0: That's awesome. Um, I just want to ask you real quick about the multi-site. What approach are you taking to that? Are you having like a campus pastor who preaches there, or are you going to do like a video feed of of the main campus?
1: Kind of a hybrid of both, Luke. What we're having is um, Blake Hunt is going to be serving as our uh, campus pastor, campus director, and we're going to still uh, do a video feed, um, and we're going to see how that goes. Uh, we've checked a lot of the different models and how a lot of churches do what they do, and uh, we're going to kind of uh, follow some of those models and see how it might work for us, and yeah. and maybe we'll be on our next episode, and I'll say never do it. It's a terrible idea. Uh, maybe it'll fail, <laughs> but we're, we're we're hopeful. We're excited about trying something new.
0: Oh, that's great. and know that's awesome. And I always like to hear that trying something new. Um, it, it's it's easy. And, I, you know, I used to accuse uh, churches and especially, you know, maybe the more conservative church of being resistant to trying new things. But really now being a, a business owner, business leader for the past few years, I can see how it's very easy just in general to fall into that rut. Like what we're doing works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's a lot, even though I consider, you know, I'm millennial and I consider myself liking to try new things. I can see how just human nature says, meh, just don't try something new, just keep doing what works. And, uh, but I think that's, I, I, I think that's part of it. You have to try something new. You've got to, um, and, and if it fails, it fails, but, uh, to have that mentality, like we've got to try something. I think that's awesome that, uh, you guys have definitely, from what I've noticed been on the kind of the edge of innovation, um, in a lot of areas. And I think that's great.
1: You know, I know that your audience is not monolithic in its denominational background. Some of the churches I really looked to in the 60s and 70s that were so inspirational to me were incredibly innovative, basically asking the question, what in the world can we do to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ? And when my team sits down or my deacons and I sit down, uh, we sit down and we ask that question, what is it that we can do to reach more disciples for Jesus Christ? What can we do to reach more people with the gospel and then train them to follow Christ? And uh, that conversation in of itself it it brings us to okay um, innovative ideas and a lot of times they <laughs> fail um, and we're not afraid of failure we're afraid of not trying
0: yeah and and I like that point that you make you know and we've had this conversation amongst our team and amongst my peers many times um, about. You know, we can get it. It can be very easy to say, "Well, you know, you got to be, be careful about trying new things." But uh, you know, just do it the old way. You know, you know that the, the old paths, or however you want to term it. But the truth is, is that yeah, the guys of the previous generation, the '60s and '70s, when really uh, was in its heyday. Um, that uh, that was because these guys were innovative uh, just a, a specific example you hear about lee Robertson and um highland park uh we uh Bo, our producer a couple years ago went over and we actually shot some footage at their old facility there for a project we were working on and uh, i didn't realize this but you know they had they called them chapels um but you know i forget how many it was it was it was 20 or 30 at one point chapels that lee Robertson had all across the chattanooga area and uh and that you know that 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 is multi-site church. But nowadays, multi-site is one of those things people are a little, they can be uneasy about, you know? And it's like, but this is what your you know, guys did uh, back then. Even something like uh, you hear about, uh, which is uh, some people use it, some people still, but something like a bus ministry, that was an innovative idea back in the day. Uh, uh, so incredible. hey, we're gonna... We're bus gonna...
1: Ministry. The bus ministry was a fantastic... Did you know there was a precursor to the bus ministry called the train ministry? You can actually really? find it. Yeah, in the 20s and 30s, there were churches that were trying to uh, literally set up a miniature... Uh, booths or chapels near train stations that were outreach outreach depots for people that were coming in on the train, and they would hold church services for them, and then they would tell them that they're connected to the larger church a little bit farther down in the in the gale, if as it were. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting the innovative concepts, and uh, and and this is one of the reasons why I love what you talk about in this podcast because you really do focus right on that concept of okay, how do we innovatively reach more people with the gospel? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and because the truth is, is that um, even those who want to say, hey, that, you know, you need to be doing it the the old way or whatever. Well, the old way was the new way at one point, Um, you know, because uh, Jesus, uh, the Apostle Paul, they didn't have. What we have today. Nothing, nothing like, they didn't even have what would be considered a modern adv- advancement in technology 50 to 100 years ago. You know, they didn't have cars. They didn't have sound systems. Uh, they didn't have, uh, I mean, just these most things that nowadays were like, oh, well, yeah, like we would have no objection to using some of those things. But the truth is, is, you know, Jesus wasn't standing up in a, in a, in an auditorium that was air conditioned with, uh, wearing a suit and tie and, and with, uh, you know, the sound, uh, with, with the sound system and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, those are every, so, you know, once again, everything is new at one point. The history uh, of Christianity so we,
1: is, yeah, the Christ- history of Christianity is, is rife with innovation. Um, I mean, even behind me, I've got these books, they're not props. Um, look at this book yeah. for those who are actually, <laughs> well, they volunteer. look nice too. Thank you. Uh, this is a codex, right? So, um, this is how Bibles are printed today, uh, but these these are a relatively new invention. After the printing press, before this, there was all yeah. scrolls. Uh, and I think we forget that. There, were, there weren't always hymnals like this. Uh, there were scrolls that had the Psalms, and then there were m- songs that were passed orally on from tradition to tradition. And so even this, in and of itself, is only new as of 500 years ago. Uh, for 1,500 years, the Church of Christ—not um, the denomination uh, but yeah. uh, the church uh, didn't have access to this new technology. Yeah. And then uh, they innovated. It innovated, mm-hmm. And when they innovated, um, is that the right word? <laughs> when they gave into innovation, um, man, did it help people know God more through the doxologies and the great uh, hymns of our faith through the study of the word of God. It became more portable. And suddenly the kingdom of God advanced through innovative technology. And um, and the willingness to expand. Can you imagine the being the very first church who brought in um, a codex Bible rather than a scroll? Can you imagine what the algorithm yeah. must have been? Yeah.
0: that's not the Bible. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's um, and, and you know, it's just, and it's a classic illustration I've heard before. But I just like to think, what would, how would the Apostle Paul? what would he do all he could do with really what we call primitive you know resources available to him what would he do with everything that's available to us today uh i mean and and i don't think he'd look at you know these new concepts and ideas and technology or whatever it is and and say oh no there's no way no i think he would be harnessing all of it uh as as much as he could to reach people going to get back to our conversation with Josh here in just a moment. As we begin 2021, we have a lot of new content planned for Church Media HQ. In fact, we are taking our content production to a whole new level and we what, part of that is going to be something we're calling Church Media HQ Live. So every Thursday, we Every Thursday afternoon, we're going to be talking to church leaders in a live conversation format, and we'll be live streaming it, and also it will be done by way of a virtual meeting on Zoom, and you are actually invited to join the conversation. So if you want to join the conversation on Church Media HQ Live, just head over to churchmediahq.com slash live to find out how you can get connected. And we look forward to hearing your questions, your ideas, and just talking to you about uh, anything, really, anything, media, anything, church, and really just all things in between. So we look forward to having you join us for Church Media HQ Live. Again, head over to ChurchMediaHQ.com/live and join us for the conversation. We look forward to seeing you there. Uh, and this leads us really to uh, a great segue to really what's I guess we're already we're already a, a several eighteen minutes into this interview, but uh, what leads us to what is really the first official question and talking point. Um, so once again, uh, you have kind of been in Vegas your whole life, and we're talking about innovation and using different methods for you. Um, how have you seen? uh, even in Vegas. I mean, Vegas has always been known as Sin City. It's, you know, a liberal population, uh, you know, like, an unchurched, uh, society by and large. Uh, so how though have you even seen the culture shift, uh, in, in even where you're at from the time when you were maybe a kid, uh, you know, going to church at your dad's church to now, you know, pastoring your own church in the same area?
1: Well, I think, uh, the culture shifted obviously in dramatic ways. Um, I think uh, we've seen culture shifts. uh, The turn of the 20th century, Uh, the 19th to the 20th century was a major cultural shift. Historians will look at um, 1968, 1969 as watershed years, cultural shifting moments where you see the entire world is changing. I think we've recently gone through another one with primarily an increase in technology and uh, media. um, And uh, and not all of that has been for the good, obviously. so we could spend our time talking about that, but I think a lot of other people have talked about that at nauseum. For us, I feel like um, there are some positive aspects to how technology has changed, uh, how, how our culture has changed. And I, I like what you said about the Apostle Paul. I've often heard it said about the Apostle Paul, and I guess this, this has to do with personality, and the kingdom of God has—the um, global church, if you will, has so many different personalities in it, um, and we need them all— <laughs> But I guess depending on your personality type, the Apostle Paul question is interesting because I've heard people say, well, if the Apostle Paul traveled into the future and came to our day and age and they sat in our church service, he would look around and say, what has happened to the church of God? What has happened to the and, – um, and man, they're just so kind of worried about what Paul might think as if he doesn't know what's going on in our churches today. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't think uh, that, the, that the apostle um, would be looking around and mean, like, oh, what happened to the church that we passed down? I think he would look around, like you said, and say, man, what is this video venue? And wow, what is the social media opportunity? And Man, we can get the gospel, what, from here to the middle of India? You can reach people with the gospel of Christ in a matter of minute, minutes, moments, seconds. I think he, he would be fascinated by that.
0: We're going to continue our conversation with Josh Tice next week. So, hope you'll join us back here. Now, we have a new, we're doing a lot of new things again this year on Church Media HQ. So, we're actually dropping another episode this friday with a different guest and so i hope you will join us for that and we're going to begin a friday series of episodes with our guest talking about planning ahead for the new year so i hope you will join us this friday for this new series of episodes well as always we really appreciate you taking the time to watch we hope that wherever you're watching or listening you will subscribe we're available wherever you live Listen to the podcast as well as YouTube. So remember to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or even Facebook. Be sure to like this video. That really helps this content get seen by other church leaders like you. Of course, we'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave comments some comments with some feedback or questions or ideas you may have for the podcast, for the show, and we'd love to hear from you there. Or you can just leave us a review in the iTunes store if you're listening by way of podcast. Help us out, give us some love there, and we look forward to hearing from you then. Well, we, again, thank you for joining us, and keep in mind as you head into this new year that you need to try something new because it is so much better to fail at trying something great than to succeed at doing just the average. We'll see you next time here on Church Media HQ.